1: This is Knicks Fan TV, your one stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience.
2: News, rumors, debates, post game live streams
1: featuring live callers. Let's go, Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All
2: right, we should be good to go. Starting the stream up. Salute to Knicks Nation, Thursday night Knicks. Back in the building. Hope everybody's doing all right. We got no president right now, but uh, one thing that brings Americans together, Al, is the New York Knicks, and we got a lot to talk about, man. So CP from Knicks Fan TV in the building. My guy Alex Trataros, the Tratocaster, on the guest spot. Al, how you feeling, man? How you feeling tonight?
3: I'm good, CP. How you been, man?
2: Yeah, doing all right, man. Listen, we 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 are in November. Somehow we've been maintaining and, and able to talk Knicks for the past uh, eight months. <laughs> Damn it! <near. laughs> but there is relief on the way because it seems like the the league and the players association are coming to an agreement on a December twenty second restart. So things are going to pick up quickly, man. Well, what's your thoughts on the on the league doing that pre Christmas uh, kickoff?
3: You know, I think there's mixed feelings amongst uh, fans for the most part, but for teams like us, like Knicks fans, Warriors fans, so forth, like we haven't seen basketball since March, man. I'm ready to see our team finally play. It's been way too long at this point. I understand if they wanted to push it out because, you know, for two teams, especially, you know, the Miami Heat and the L.A. Lakers, they just finished playing this. You know, they just finished in, what, September? Maybe they need a a little break before things get going. Mm. But for the most part, most of the league has been off. So got to get everyone rolling, make sure everyone can get compensated for it. And for those two teams, you know, the whole thing is about load management now, right? So maybe those two guys like Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they don't play the first couple of games. But I think it's needed to get this thing going. I'm really looking forward to being able to watch Knicks basketball. Uh, Next month.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm with you, man. Obviously, you know, player wise, you know, you feel bad for the guys that had just finished the bubble with, you know, all things considered and all the conditions that. Um, they, they had to go through to play, but you know, if, if they go by the greater good, a vast majority of the league is well rested. Those New York Knicks are rearing to go and make this <laughs> championship run. And you mm-hmm. have, you know, you have a good majority of the, of the league that, that, uh, like I said, ha- has had ample rest and $500 million at stake, bro. You follow the money, you know, everything, you know, that there's financial incentive on all of this in terms of getting the, the, the league started on time, getting the 72 games on the wraps finishing before the Olympics, you know, all of that has to come into play. So I'm I'm not surprised at the December 22nd start. And, you know, with all that, with the draft coming up November 18th, bro, free agency is right around the corner. So we're going to kick it off. Tonight's is the first part series of our offseason targets. And tonight, let's talk about the point guards, bro. Let's talk about the point guards. Let's Um, get it going. I've been saying for weeks this, this is a critical, critical position for this team that we have not addressed since Raymond Felton. It's been nothing but stopgap solutions, and, and it's, it's hurt this team as far as development uh, and team development. I, I think there's no doubt. And when you think about the keys from what you've heard, you know, you haven't heard that much out of Nick's camp, bits and pieces out of the training camp and so far. But here are the key things that you heard from Tibbs. Um, he, he wants someone that's going to collapse the paint, get into the paint. He wants to create mm-hmm. a lot more corner threes, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, he emphasized team development. He wants a guy that's going to elevate this team, right? And it, it, that might not be the guys that we have right now. Maybe it is. We'll, we'll see what happens. But just going off of some of those keys, right? They're going to prioritize fit around R.J. Barrett. Another key in their off-season quest. And so... When I think about that, that's kind of how I kind of constructed my top five list, you know, in terms of fit, in terms of corner threes, fit with RJ, ability to elevate the whole team and kind of realistic as well, you know, in terms of whether it's free agency or trade, just kind of looking at, um, deals that I think would be realistic for the Knicks. And so that's how I kind of came up with my list, but, um, we got to talk about the incumbent real quick. The, the, Have the, to since, since we're talking election, let's talk incumbent, um, <laughs> Alfred Payton, Alfred Payton, bro, signed with the team last year. Yep, you know, but he was what he was. He was Alfred Payton, <laughs> and so
3: that's that's probably the best way to put it. In all honesty, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, what what did you feel about Payton's performance this season and and the prospects of him coming back, man? What do you think?
3: I wouldn't. Have, it depends, like how free agency plays out, right? I think Payton, for the most part, he did a lot of things well. He can pass. Obviously, he's a good rebounder. He does what Tibbs wants, which is collapse the paint, have the defenders collapse in the paint because he loves to drive. I think he was averaging somewhere around like 12 drives a game. That's, I mean, if we're going to talk about what Tibbs wants, that's exactly those elements right there. The only thing that he can't do really well is shoot, right? His mid range is a little off and three point. He was abysmal. I think he shot 20%. So if you want, if you're thinking about trying to fit around RJ, he's not. That guy to really fit around RJ from a shooting standpoint, because we have to be able to space the four to get RJ involved. Cause as we saw, RJ's not really a fluent shooter yet. Hopefully he can take it to another level this next season. But for the most part, Alfred Payton does a lot of things well. And it really all depends how this off season goes, whether or not we keep him or not. We he's only, you know, if we don't keep him, that's one million uh towards the cap that, you know, that Knicks can't just use. But at the same time, if we keep him back, it's eight million. It's not really that much, and it's, I think it's a really cheap option for a point guard that you can just use for one more year.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. You know, seven dimes this off, this uh, past season, 10 and 7. Obviously nothing to sneeze at. Um, 52% assist uh, rate on seven dimes. That's good for, I believe that was 11th in the league. So um, good numbers. Good numbers from a facilitation standpoint. Um, very poor in the pick and roll shooting numbers abysmal and I think that's where Peyton really hurt this team tremendously uh, you know and, and kind of contributed to the lack of quality floor spacing whether it was around RJ whether it was around Julius or whoever it may be uh, that was a primary scoring option and so I thought that crossed us and so I've been saying for the longest now that I like Peyton as a backup I've always liked him as a backup to me he's always been a good backup and so, again, coming here, he played out of his role. And so that's why I didn't feel like it really elevated this team as much as it should. As much as he should have. 20% from three, he's just not going to get it done. 57% from the stripe, bro. So, <laughs> regardless <sighs> if he's getting the paint, regardless if he's drawing contact, 57% from the stripe, it, it's just not going to get it done. And so, I think... With the way that this offseason is going to be uh, expedited, I think it's still possible that they bring him back, potentially uh, uh, on a cheaper deal, mm-hmm. you know, as, as someone who has familiarity with what's going on. But I'd rather move on and, and bring some fresh blood in here.
3: Yeah, totally. I, I totally understand that. I think when you when it comes to paint, you said it perfectly. He's a good backup point guard, right? I think one of my concerns is if we don't have anyone else in the market and the point guard market, really, when we're going to dive into it, it's very thin. There's not a lot of good options out there unless you're able to wheel and deal with another team to bring somebody in Peyton. At least he brings continuity and that's an issue we've had with the Knicks for a long period of time, right? We haven't had a lot of continuity with this team, so he could just be a good stopgap player for the interim. Maybe if we draft a point guard this year or maybe for next year, free agency when we're trying to take the next step, you know? Yeah. That's the only thing I see from uh that's the only thing I could say from Peyton, you know, yeah. other than that, as you were pointing out, his shooting, pick and Kills roll, us,
2: man. Kills us.
3: and he passed to, you know, the number one, like he, he left guys open like RJ number one guy who would just be left out in the wing just yeah. to shoot and force a lot of passes sometimes. And, you know, he had a little errant, like little boneheaded plays here and there. I, I can't forget the Phoenix game where he just took that shot and just, did not sink it. It was just yeah. a brick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, I think he, he's, a, he's a pretty good decision maker, but sometimes he gets a little heady. He gets a little heady sometimes. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with Peyton. But let's get into your top five, man. Number five. Oh, let's go. Right. Well, you want to go honorable mention first, or you want to start off with five?
3: I'll start off with five. I'll look at the honorable mention for the end. Yeah, let's go. All right. So first one for me. Where is it? Where's where is where's my guy? Where's my guy? All right. So number five, I got Lonzo Ball. Okay. that's that's uh He's number five on my list. Mm-hmm. This, you know, idea was sparked by Jonathan Macri from Knicks Film School. Talk about doing tradebacks. So in, in that newsletter, Macri proposed an eighth and a 27th. The Knicks eighth and the 27th with a 13th and 39th to New Orleans. And we get Lonzo in the deal. I think that may change now because as we had reports on Drew Holiday is looking to be shopped. Uh, by the team. So they do need a point guard and that opens up cap uh, space for them to sign Lonzo for the future if they want to. Right. So for us, it depends on what type of package we can muster up to get him. I like the way Lonzo plays the game. He's a good, you know, he he's always looking for the outlet pass. Yeah. He's looking to move in transition, looking to push pace. He's a really good rebounder. He can make some of those advanced reads. He, he worked on his shot. He shot very well from three point range this season. He thought he shot 38%. I mean that's that that's awesome, you know, mm-hmm. especially from what he was shooting. Pre- he wasn't even really shooting previously that that well previously, I should say. So I like Lonzo. It's just you know the free agency market is not there's not, it's not many a, it's guys. It's not a great market. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. So I, I would I think if we could make a, a decent deal for Lonzo. I would try to try to I would try to get Lonzo.
2: Yeah, not not a great market. Um eleven seven and six. Six rebounds to Lonzo. you know, excellent mm-hmm. rebound and guard as well. As you said, we'll push the pace. Um worked on his three point shooting. Last ten games shot forty three percent from three. Last ten games shot forty three percent from three, forty four percent overall, fifty from the stripe. Again, yikes, fifty six percent yeah. overall from the stripe. That you don't like. But you, you don't know, like it, yeah. But again, as you said, as a guy that can push the pace, um, you know, three point numbers have have certainly increased. Working on that as well, you know, the, you know, Lonzo Lonzo wouldn't be a bad pickup on the on the right price.
3: Yeah, I would like Lonzo. I mean, look, his jump shot, you know, mid range, free throw, it still needs work. But if he can shoot thirty eight percent from three. I think he can get there slowly, but surely he's still young. Right. I think he's only 23. There's still much more room for him to grow. He's not even close to his prime yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I like him, you know, we haven't had, we, we didn't like, I mean, Peyton tried to push pace, but we didn't have guys to push pace with. And also if you, you know, if you're not maybe high on Frank or if you're not high on DSJ, you know, at least you get an established guy who's going to go into his fourth year. And then if you want to resign him, if you're the Knicks, if you do get him, there's nothing wrong with that. I think the qualifying offer would be 14 million for him uh, the following season.
2: Interesting, interesting indeed, man. Um, as you said, with Drew Holiday entering the market, um, let's see what that what what the Pelicans have in store for Lonzo. Right? What do they do in the draft, and and what do they do with Lonzo? Because I do think they'll be motivated to to trade Drew Holiday. I think Brooklyn is going to be a favorite. We always hear Golden State uh, mm-hmm. as a potential um who you know it's going to be several teams in the market for Drew Holiday. He's a beast so let's see what how that impacts Lonzo Ball his trade market and so on but yeah I don't I don't think Lonzo would be a bad option um as a as a stopgap or maybe even a reclamation project you know d- depending on on where the Knicks see their their future headed for five for me I had uh DJ Augustine okay I had, I had DJ Augustine as number five. Uh, solid, you know, solid pro. Only 10 and 4. Nothing, nothing that, uh, you know, is going to sh- strike off the board for you. But a couple mm-hmm. things that did. Number one, uh, play with Tibbs. Play with Tibbs yep. back in Chicago. Uh, knows what to expect from Tibbs. DJ Augustine, he's a pro's pro. Had a fairly durable year this year with Orlando. Um, career with Orlando, 40, 43, 38, and 86. Good splits, excellent splits, 43, 38 and 86 for DJ Augustine and the Orlando Magic. And, you know, like I said, in terms of uh, a stopgap, I I think he would fit there perfectly. I think he'd be a complimentary fit for RJ Barrett. And and yeah, I, I think I think this is the most likely acquisition, you know, I'm sorry. It's not the most exciting. I'm, I'm sorry for the people in the chat. It's, it's not the <laughs> most. He's not going to wow you. You know what I mean? He's not going to wow you by any stretch. But I, I think um, Augustine is a good pickup. 73rd percentile, Al, in the pick and roll. Points mm-hmm. per possession. 73 percentile. 81st percentile in spot-up shooting. Spot-up scoring. ninety six percentile in catch and shoot. So he's going to be able to facilitate for you. He's going to be able to space the floor for RJ and whoever else. Maybe it's Isaac Okoro. Who knows? I, I keep, I'm seeing the Okoro name in the draft. And for some reason, I feel like that that's going to be the pick. So I, I think, again, DJ Augustine is a, is a perfect complimentary piece. And I think he's a guy that, you know, if let's say you are going to, let's say you go in with uh, a draft pick coming out of the draft, you know, is Augustine could be a stopgap. You know, with mm-hmm. this with the season coming fast, training camp coming up, you want a veteran in there that's going to you know grab the reins and and be that coach out there for the for for Tibbs and be that extension of him. Augustine can kind of be that guy while you transition to you know whoever it may be, whether it's the a, a new point guard that you draft, whether it's Frank, whether it's DSJ. If Tibbs is not so high on them, but again, I think as a complimentary piece dj augustine would be a good fit who's who's number four for you
3: so actually you just mentioned my number four which is dj augustine yeah there you um go. I, I like dj augustine everything that you said uh you're echoing the same thing i would say about dj uh you know the only i think the only thing with for me about dj is that he likes to pound the ball <laughs> pound the ball way too much sometimes mm. he eats up a lot of clock but as you already pointed out he played with tibbs this is a short offseason he you know, we're going to need continuity, right? Tibbs, or he already understands Tibbs' system. So bringing him in for a year or even two while we're trying to groom a point guard or if we're trying to just create something in the interim, great, 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 like, choice out of, like, realistic point guards. And I agree. I think, you know, I out of the CP3, you know, even you mentioning Mike Conley, uh trade rumors, I think this is the most likely one. One, because he'll be very cheap to get off the market. Yeah. Two, he, I, I, it's just, it just screams like, you know, whether it's trying to keep paying or or whoever, I mean, shooting. Yes. Steady.
2: Yeah, steady steady. He's a steady guard. Yeah. Yep.
3: Absolutely. Best you know, way to describe him.
2: That, that's all I think. Steady hand, steady hand. So four for you is Augustine, right? Four for mm-hmm. me is going to be, uh, as you said, Mike Conley, Mike Conley is going to be, um, number four for me. I think, as I mentioned earlier this year, he's a guy that they are interested in. Um, what will Utah do? Utah under new management, how will they go into it? Uh, will this new kid be interested in trading Conley? Uh, what's what's his interest in terms of maintaining the luxury tax and and the salary cap when those numbers come in? You mm-hmm. know what what's going to be his motivation there. So we'll see. But I think in terms of Conley. Uh, Yes, he did struggle a bit coming into Utah. It was a bit of a strange fit, but he settled in. He settled in, ended up last couple of games. I think last 20 games ended up shooting 40% from three. So he's able to space it well for Utah. Obviously, we know what he brings as a floor general. We know what he brings on the defensive side of things. And again, in terms of when you talk about team development, when you're talking about being a leader in the locker room, and now with with with, with his three-point prowess, um, I think Conley, Conley's a no-brainer pickup. It's one year left on the deal. You bring him in, he improves the team, you reevaluate him at the end of the season, see where you are. You still go out, and if you want to go draft a, a Flynn at 27 or whoever it is at 27 or even 8, you bring in a mm-hmm. Conley. That's his tutor. That's his mentor. Again, team development. Team development. We're not talking about, you know, a star. We know Connolly's coming down, but he, he's still uh, a good floor general, and I think he could still help this team.
3: For sure. I like Mike Mike Connolly. Actually, you're we're just piggybacking off at this point. That's my yep. number three is Mike Connolly. Mm-hmm. And I like Mike Connolly. I think the one concern was his struggle in a new situation with Utah, mm-hmm. and especially when you have two established guys like uh Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Him coming to the Knicks, I know he'll probably be the guy, or one other, like he definitely will be the guy, unless we get someone else in free agency who can help space the floor uh, and create. But for Connolly, the concern is really how is he coming into a new team? He was with the the Grizzlies for so long that he was able to get comfortable, familiar with that offense, familiar mm-hmm. with that system, familiar with the players. You know, when he came, when he went over to Utah before the All Star break, he was shooting 39 percent from the field, which It's it's a little terrifying for a point guard, especially when you're going to need someone to be creating. And, you know, he was only averaging 13 points, too, with, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, two guys who, you know, are automatically just generating offense, whether it's in the paint and you have Donovan Mitchell, who is an all-star himself. So I like Mike Connolly. I think he'll be, as you echoed, is a good locker room presence. I like him for that reason. I think he'll bring consistency just the concern is how will we transition coming over to New York and playing under Tibbs? I think defensively he'll be fine. Offensively is my, is my biggest question because if he, if we're going to see the same struggle that he did with Utah in the first, Mm -hmm. you know, first few months, it's going to be rough. It could get rough, man.
2: Could get a little dicey, man. Last 10 games, 40, 40% from three, as I said, last 10, Mm -hmm. 40% from three, Um, certainly turned it up in a bubble 14 and four this season. What was a down year in terms of the dimes, but you know, I think again Conley would be solid and would allow the Knicks to accomplish their objectives from the point guard spot. And, and again, bro, you know it's it's just when 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 we talk about the team development, it's so it's so critical, bro. Because we we talk about you know how many assets we have and the young players we have and whether or not they can be good or not, but
4: mm-hmm. you know,
2: without having that piece that makes them better. You're again. It's all about options, bro. But if if your if your current core is not bringing any value to your team, you're limiting yourself in terms of how they make the team better or how they can make the team better via trade. Absolutely. You know your assets have to to appreciate, right? You want your assets <laughs> to appreciate, right? If this was business. If this was real estate, whatever it is, you want to be able to make that investment. And I think a point guard is that investment, a proper point guard, bro
3: absolutely i mean we've seen it for so long right you you said at the beginning of the show we haven't seen a we haven't seen a decent point guard since raymond felton and really Tim, he was really good when we had Kid too I, that whole yeah. tandem yeah. worked for him to mm-hmm. like really excel and we haven't had anything since that we had yeah. jared jack look
2: at what Kid did with, with nick state perfect example
3: yep i mean look, we've had jared jack we've now had alfred payton we had emmanuel moodier tank commander moodier tank him.
2: commander give me a break uh,
3: um <laughs> It's just been a revolving door, man, mm-hmm. a point guard and even Trey Burke for a little bit. It, it's, we need some stability and we need someone who can actually hold it down. And Connolly, you know, even though he did struggle, I think, you know, I'll say this. I think he will be able to hold it down if we had him on the Knicks. The question is, how, I know Julius Randle would be involved in the trade. Who else were are we giving to them? Because if we're getting, the, if we're getting Mike Connor, I'm sure that they would have to get a point guard. So maybe we'd have to ship over. Maybe we sign Elf and then chip him over. And those two guys would match the contract.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, t- time will tell. But I-, I think it's critical, bro. I think it's critical. You can't expect Kev to get better. RJ, Mitch. You know, Mitch shooting 75% at the rim. You got to get him a point guard. That, get that pick and roll feisty, bro. You know what I mean? Something that's going to really, really uh, force defenses to react. And then you can mm-hmm. really open things up. It- it- it's critical. Critical.
3: For sure. You know, it's like it's like uh, football, right? The NFL. You need a quarterback. Point guard's quarterback. You need a quarterback. If you have no quarterback,
2: you, you, It's, it's not, just not, I, get, not going anywhere. It's just not going to get yep. done, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I haven't checked in on the chat in a, in a minute. Creeping up on 600 in the chat. Still going strong. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys as usual. Salute to team hashtag new. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. My guy Erwin said, damn, I'm late. I missed the first 20 minutes of the show. Erwin <laughs> is tight. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you up, Erwin, no doubt about it. We're going to get to the phones as well in a minute. 657-383-1509. Definitely hit us up. We, we want your takes on our top five. Maybe you guys have uh, some selections that we, we uh, may not have covered. So definitely want to hear from the fans tonight as well. All right, Al, so we're on to three. So three for me is going to be i kind of rhymed a little bit that was that was kind of like, like a little hot sixteen a little freestyle three for me oh, is man. gonna be um who's my three Fred vanfleet
5: oh yeah
2: I'm going with Fred vanfleet man mm. um listen oh. battle tested could have been a finals m v p you know mm-hmm. um scrappy defender. But where Van Fleet, you know, where his bread and butter is, is on catch and shoots, bro. Fred Van Fleet shooting 65.6 effective field goal percentage off the catch and shoot, 44% off of catch and shoot threes. This is where he helps his team, man, in, in terms of um, just being a spark on the offensive end. Catch and shoot three-pointers, three-pointers off of transition, which which the Raptors were first, in the NBA this year. Raptors were first in the NBA uh, in transition. Um, this, this is Fred Van Fleet for us right here. All for the catch and shoot. Um, 14 drives per game, bro. Ooh. Gonna get into it. Put pressure on the defense. Now those are the things I think that he excels at. What is a concern is um, finishing. Because even though he drives a lot, this is where having the shorter guards hurts you. Because his finishing numbers are abysmal. and For sure. And uh, I think that's what hurt him in the pick and roll. I think that's what hurts his overall floor game. Because if it's not the... It's kind of feast and famine from three. And the the, the intermediate game, you know, gives you a bit of a pause. Again, because of the, the size issues, you know, kind of hurts you. But again... What's not to like, man? Defense, scrappy defender, gonna get after for Tibbs. Floor spacer, excellent movement, um, excellent cutter, and the catch and shoot numbers are, uh, you know, through the roof. Where was Van Fleet on on your list?
3: So Fred Van Vliet is my number one option. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I can get. I'll get into it now, so mm-hmm. that we can uh, just get it over. Yeah. Get it over with.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I like Fred Van Vliet, man. I really. I think. You know, without having to use a lot of assets and to get someone in here, that's why he's my number one. We don't have to trade to bring in another guard. But with Fred Van Vliet, you already pointed it out, his offense, his catch and shoot. It's something that you just want, especially if we're going to get Mitch to set screens, if we're going to get RJ setting screens, whoever to set screens he's just going to get open and the way that he loves to drive to the lane mm-hmm. you said it. 14 drives a game that's just that's just what Tib want, Tibbs wants you're going to have defenses collapsing on him and yes his finishing is not there he finished he's in the 20th percentile amongst guards when it comes to finishing around the rim
2: yeah
3: um terrible and it and it's because of his height you know he tries to do a little too much when he really can't and the mid-range game is not there he's truly evolved into the modern NBA where it's either you drive or you take a three. I think with him though, the, what he will bring though is consistency. You know, mm-hmm. you'll, you, will you are absolutely good. Give him like a three or four year deal, pay him, pay him a lot of money to be here. somewhere between 22 to 24 million a year annually. And with Fred Van Vliet, you know, you're getting a solid locker room presence. He's already been to the chip. He knows what it need. He knows what it takes. Scrappy defender. Tibbs loves scrappy defenders. This guy was locking down Steph Curry in the NBA finals. Like he made sure he was suffocating Curry. Curry, it was so hard for him to get up a shot. Granted, sure, Qu- Quay was missing games. Katie was missing games. But still, you're taking down the guy who was a two time uh, uh, NBA uh, MVP, league MVP. That that's, that's not a lot of people can do that. And uh, the fact that he was doing it on the offensive end as well. He, he'll play both ways and i think that alone will encourage the young guys that we have to see oh this guy's playing both ways he's giving it all he's got we got to follow the suit he will be the leader if he came to the knicks question is does he want to come to the knicks and take on that challenge <laughs> that,
2: that's, a question.
3: That, that's the million dollar question so yeah. I, I i honestly i see him staying in toronto mm-hmm. but if we can get fred van vliet uh you know i'd be so happy to have him because at least i know we're getting in talent and you need talent in order to elevate talent.
2: Yeah, and I had the volume on the highlights for a second, so pardon that. But um, listen, he's, he's a dog. I, I think he, he'd be a nice pickup here. I think the Knicks will entertain it. I think they will be in the market for him. The question is, how much will they want to pay? I think the Raptors will end up keeping him. I think the mm-hmm. Knicks will be in the, in, the, in the hunt. Maybe Phoenix. Maybe the Hawks. You know, Zach Lowe and on the, on the, mm-hmm. his uh, ESPN column. Felt like uh, um, the Hawks could be a, a sleeper for Van Fleet because they also have some cap space to play with. So um, yeah, let, let's see how that how that rolls. But I do think the Knicks, Detroit, Phoenix, maybe, uh, and maybe the Hawks will be in the services. But I think uh, the Raptors will be able to keep them and still be in the hunt for the freak because I think that this I think this off season and next. All hinges on what the freak decides to do with the Milwaukee Bucks, whether he signs a Supermax now, does he wait, does he sign it now, potentially request a trade next year, who knows, but I think Miami's positioning for him, Toronto is certainly positioning for him, so what he does is certainly going to impact their free agent priorities, and then that's going to trickle down, so it's going to be an interesting uh, domino effect.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Fred VanVleet this Mm offseason because it's really going to set the domino, as you said, effect for everyone else. Mentioning Atlanta, you know, that'd be very interesting. I know we're just side topic Mm -hmm. just because I know they want to get Trey Young a little bit more off ball so he doesn't have all the pressure. That would probably be like an easy like fit over there, although their defense is abysmal. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that, that would be interesting. But if you want to take on a, a challenge, why not come to the Mecca? That's it. I'll just throw that out there.
2: <laughs> True story. True story, man. And then it's it's a matter of, hey, what happens when you take him out of Toronto, right? Is he going to still mm-hmm. be the same guy? That's a gamble. That That's a gamble that you're going to take. Is he, is he going to be the same guy when you take him out of that system, take him out of Toronto? Time will tell. But, uh, you know, I think Van Fleet would certainly help the Knicks tremendously. Who Who's number two on your list? Number two on my list is CP3. Oh, okay. So, okay, all right. Yeah. Here, here,
3: we go. Here we go. So, if we're going to talk about guys who elevate the level of player uh, of play for everyone around them, mm-hmm. we saw that with CP3 in OKC. Mm-hmm. That team was not even supposed to be in the playoffs. They had them outside, no and he got in them the in the fifth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Man, everyone says CP3 was. Uh, they, they were, they were just. Already like considered them out, but he came in there, elevated the play for everyone, and was you know it, it, he brought consistency. He's a true four general. He just puts everyone in the right position to succeed. You know, look at the way he got SGA and Dennis schroeder to play and steven Adams, and even like we're talking about Dort too, right? Like, yep, Dort, Dort was starting to play very well on the bubble. A guy who was just like sh- that was just shocking like the world almost for like who who is this guy? Um, CP3 had a great season this year. Put up awesome numbers. He can shoot, space the floor, excellent in the pick and roll, which is what we're going to need. It's just so hard not to like want him on your team. Um, but the thing that would stop that would make you not want him on the team is the cost, right? Yeah. So what's it going to cost to get him? You know, when it was initially reported back in February, March, it seemed like it was going to cost Reggie Bullock, either Frank Milikina or Kevin Knox, and maybe a draft pick to get him now what was the most recent thing i think the most recent mock trade that they had not saying this would be the
1: trade
3: Mm -hmm. just a mock was bobby portis peyton kevin knox frank and a future first if that's the price i'm out and it's because we're giving up too many uh, we're giving up a future asset and too many young assets for a guy that's going to be with the team for one or two years and i guess the other thing is a contract right yeah are you but for me the contract for two years who are we getting in 2021 so I'm, I would be fine with it.
2: Um, it's it's it, as you said, man. What is the price? What what is the price? And and what are you willing to spend? Uh, our guy Macri thinks that it's gonna come down to uh, New York and L.A. He's his family's in L.A. He's got a house in L.A., so he thinks mm-hmm. it's gonna come down to New York and L.A. I have a, a couple questions for me. Um, the positives, I agree with you all there. I think outside people, some people may disagree with me. I think outside of LeBron James. When it comes to team changes, you know, LeBron James, to me, he's he's a team changer, which is what makes him great um a part of that obviously skill sets aside i think cp3 is right there in terms of the transformative effects that he has on a team you look what he did with it with the horn slash pelicans you look what he did when he went to the clippers you look what he did mm-hmm. when he went to the rockets if he didn't get hurt in in the rockets they win that game seven they might be nba champions and now look what he's doing with with this thunder team a lottery team that that had no business being in the playoffs before he got there look at the numbers look how he elevated sga's game look how he elevated Schroeder's game um again this he's a he's a team changer and when i go back to my main point about team development this is the guy he's number one on my list as well i think okay. he's number two on your list. he's number one on my list yeah. cp3 yep listen th- this this is the guy this is the guy. Um, injury risk is still there. I think he had a, a... This season was more of an aberration for him. Staying relatively sure. healthy. At his age, you have to expect it's going to come down. He's logged a ton of mileage. So you got to you got to expect a nagging leg injury or something is coming. You know, don't wish nothing on him, but I think it's just for the time, right? It's just reality. And then the for contract. Sure. Obviously, the contract being heavy. You know, how aggressive will Leon be for CP3? I don't think anyone really knows. I think what we've heard is they want to maintain cap flexibility. You know, they don't want to make any, you know, panic moves. So it's going to be interesting to see. But my other question is, is CP3 even motivated to come to a dumpster fire of a team, right? At this stage in the game, why wouldn't he be trying to play for a championship? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, I would expect him to wanna to go to a championship contending team before coming to the Knicks. Yeah. But if LA and New York are his two options, you got the Clippers, you got the Lakers. I don't know what the Lakers cap situation is off the top of my head. Um, but if they're gonna sign Anthony Davis, I would expect that you're gonna be giving up a lot of bench players that you potentially need. Yeah. Um Clippers, I know, you know. Was I think Kawhi said or rumored that Kawhi wants a point guard? So if you want a point guard, (laughs) there's no better point guard than Chris Paul. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that you know. And then you also have rumors that maybe the Sixers, because you hear Doc Mm -hmm. and them have like squashed it. But your point is well taken. You know, this goes to Fred VanVleet too. Like, why do you want to come to the Knicks? Um, Does it? Does Chris Paul? Is it Chris Paul that spends his his off season in New York? is, is um, he
2: the one? i think it's more la uh, i think it's more, more LA? la yeah you know
3: that's right it, it is la it is la i'm forgetting i forget who it is for new york um so no it makes more sense for him to want to go to la than to come to new york i guess yeah. it's based on the relationship with leon rose and what he's selling to him you know does chris paul actually think he can get another chance to go to a chip i mean at his level probably thinks that you know these players do have I mean, the to of themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I would expect him to go to the Lakers or Clippers or whoever is contending before coming to the Knicks. But you know, the relationship aspect with Leon Rose, who yeah. knows? You know, I, that's I, that's the that's the that's the questionable factor.
2: It's a questionable factor. Um, obviously, no, he does not have a, a no trade clause. I just feel mm-hmm. like a veteran of that stature. OKC being in the in the position that they are in, I think Sam Presti will at least go to him and say, you know, give me your, your list. Who's your list of preferences and see what he can do. Right. At the end of the day. Absolutely. He's, he, he as a GM needs to do what's best for business, take the best deal for him. But I think I don't think they, they treat CP3 as, you know, Joe Schmoe. And just ship him off. No, I I think they're going to consult with the guy. So that's why I say I question whether CP3 actually wants to come to a rebuild and not play for a championship. I think the contract makes the acquisition of him extremely complicated. And I actually don't think his trade involving CP3 goes down um, until near the trade deadline.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Milwaukee, to me, is the obvious um, team who needs him. I don't know what they'll do to to try to uh, impress the freak and make it a, a legit championship run. We're hearing that they're interested in Oladipo. They're hearing that they're interested in, in Bogdan Bogdanovich, which, which would be excellent for them. I think that would be a uh, tremendous pickup. Well, I think CP3 would be obvious. Again, how do they make the numbers work? Do they have the assets that the Thunder would want? So I'm not sure, man. To me, I think I think this comes down to a trade deadline acquisition. I think Philly should not be slept on with Doc there, with Darryl Morey there. I think Philly should, I think they evaluate what they have and, and maybe make a push uh, midseason. And you know what? I don't even know what the Lakers cap situation is, bro, but let's be honest. If it, if it's not for the league interfering, the Lakers always get their man. So I wouldn't even be surprised if, if LeBron somehow moves this piece, that piece, that piece, and figures out a way to, to bring him in under the cap. <laughs> for, real. for real no Lakers you always get that guy man and never have to pay much for him uh,
3: that that's that's a fact and you know i listened i listened to the nba ringer kevin o'connor he said it, he says it right look if if they want somebody they'll make it work every nba team will make it work they'll figure it out mm-hmm. how, how to make the the cap work so if they want to go get cp3 they'll definitely go get cp3 that would be interesting to see lebron and uh, cp3 play together uh that would That'd be, be why, and Anthony Davis. My God, just, I guess, I guess just write them on for next year. Who Big knows? Uh, yeah. But CP3, yeah. CP3, I, I would like to, I would, I would like to get them on the Knicks, but it's going to be cost. We would, if we have to compete with those type of guys, the Lakers, the bucks, the Sixers, those teams got way more assets than we do to create an enticing offer. And you also said it, you know, look, Presti is going to do what's best for the thunder too. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if he, Oklahoma city is not a desirable destination for every player out there, you know? And so he also has to understand that, look, he has to treat players right too. So maybe he's like, look, I got the, it's the president of the players association. I got here. I can't just go do whatever I want. I have to actually work with this guy. He's not, you know, this is not James Harden, uh, you know, post, uh, miami uh thunder versus heat mm-hmm. right where J- james Harden was still trying to become somebody this is we're talking about an established probably one of the top 10 best point cards we ever watched played so there, there's a level of respect they have to give chris paul as well
2: yeah i agree with you 100 percent. but where i disagree with you is in terms of assets because i feel like where we come in is number one we have the cap space to take them on that's number one of, of all the yep. other teams we can do it easy uh we have maybe the the younger players that, that OKC may want to desire in terms of a Knox or a Frank, a young, young piece that, you know, that they may want to develop. And we have better draft assets. So I think we can make the deal quite easily if Leon wants to pull the trigger. Macri says that, uh, that Presti has a deal on the table. It's up to the Knicks to take it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. And let's see what happens. Like I said, I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to see how aggressive Leon would be in taking them, if we have to part with a young piece, you know, I wouldn't love it. But I think again, the the positive that CP three brings to the team, I'm, I would I would have to take it. I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't love it because it would be like a same old Knicks type of move to me. Mm-hmm. But I think he, he would help us, you know, so much that I think it's it's worth the gamble.
3: No, you're right that yeah. we. I would say you're right that we do have the assets. I guess where I should I should preference that is that um for CP three. I guess what, what why I just uh, I don't know. I feel like why why would he like choose why why would Presti one? cuz we would also want assets too coming back in that, for in sure. that deal, right? So so then why would Presti want to also help us out too? That that's it's
2: a complicated you know. deal, man. It, it's it's a complicated deal, bro. I, I, yeah, that's why I don't sure. I don't see it happening. Uh, In this, you know, condensed time frame that they're talking about, because like I said, the draft is the 18th free agency is going to be right after that. And so, you know, and then you have training camp that more than likely is going to be December 1st, first game, December 22nd. So things are going to pick up very quickly. Um, salute to everybody in the chat Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys Salute to everybody on Team Hashtag New Gonna get to the phones in a second CP from Next Fan TV checking in My guy, Alex Trataros, A.K.A. the Trattacaster On the guest spot um, So there's one more What's person Because we, we had a pretty similar list One more person for me would be um, Dragic. Ooh, Goran Drajic. Okay. He was number two on my list And, and we'll we'll run our order after this but um, I think Dragic is an interesting piece in terms of, again, Riley says he wants to keep him. Mm-hmm. Um, with the freak chase, you know, kind of complicating things, how much do they give him? I think the Knicks are in an advantageous situation that they could offer him a balloon contract or maybe even a multi-year contract, which, again, a guy, his age, you don't, you don't really want to do. But I think they have the flexibility to, you know, overpay, quote unquote, where Miami may not because they're, they're looking for more flexibility when it comes to the freak. You look at the, the Heat's offense, seventh in the league with Dragic as their highest usage player. Mm-hmm. On ball, off ball, pick and roll. He's going to deliver for you. And he showed it to you in the bubble. Still got it. Dragic still got it. And I think he'd be perfect. Uh, piece for the Knicks, man. I think drajic would be a perfect pick for the Knicks. What, what do you think?
3: I like drajic My thing with Drogic is I think he would still take less money to go back to a championship contending team. Right, I yep. don't, you know, I, I don't see why he wants to, you know, this is for like a lot of these guys. Like, why do you want to join the Knicks? And for his stage of his career where he can just be a guy coming off the bench with Miami and what I guess Kendrick Nunn take the next step why? Just yeah. like, I, I don't see, you know, we'd have to throw him a lot of money and we will have that capability to throw him a lot of money. But for one, two years, you just want to come help rebuild a team where, you know, he had an injury in the bubble, you know, if he stays healthy, I think that's a different Miami team. I mm-hmm. think we get a different series, not saying Miami would win. I think it's just Make a, it a bit more series. Interesting. Yeah. Make it a bit yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Sure. Miami got so, real
2: banged up in the end.
3: For sure. So, with him, I think he would still take less money and stay in Miami. I think they'd still work out a deal and it it just, it would just be tough. I would love to get tragic in here. He plays so well. He creates four spacing. He knows how to read. I wish we got him the initial time where he was uh, on the market, but you know, I would love it. I just don't see him. I agree. Why to make that decision. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, thirty-six percent from three—not not crazy, but, but won't kill you. Um, I think Dragic is—he's a guy that, as you saw in the bubble, elevates his game. Point nine four points per possession in the pick and roll, which is better than Westbrook, Jamal Murray, Drew Holiday, De'Aaron Fox, and Conley. Um, so again, like I said, on ball as a pick and roll ball handler, off ball, I think Dragic can, can, can kill you from both ways, man. So I think that'd be an excellent pickup. Um, as, as you said, motivation is key. I don't see it either. You know, him, him walking away from that situation, Miami he seems like a loyal dude. They gave him a chance. You know, he was kind of the first kind of cog in, in that new, you know, that new team kind of post-Wade, you know, for uh, sure with, with Dragic. So I think he stays as well
3: for sure, yeah, i I would like to get him. I think he, he I would put him on my I want him. i would I want to put him on my list. I'm just thinking realistically, are we in the market to even get him for yeah. a guy who would probably want to stay in Miami? Yeah, you know, with Chris mm-hmm. Paul, Fred van Vliet, like I put Fred van Vliet because we i would I think it's more likely that we throw a young guy a lot of money mm-hmm. and he wants to come through um and try something new. And for Drogic, uh, he's at the later end of his career. And I think if we threw him a lot of money, he already made a lot of money through most of his career. True so money, money, money's not an issue for him. It's how does he want to go out? Yeah. So that that's what I'm thinking.
2: Great point. Great point. So my five was um, DJ Augustine, five. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley at four. Fred Van Fleet, three. Goran Dragic two. And CP, three. One. Alex okay. is five. Lonzo Ball, five. DJ Augustine, four. Mike mm-hmm. Conley, three. CP3, two. Fred Van Fleet, one. So what do you guys think? So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. What do you think I'll about be- that list, man? CP3, Drogic, Fred Van Fleet, Conley, DJ Augustine for me, for Al. Fred Van Fleet, CP3, Conley, DJ Augustine, and Lonzo Ball,
3: for sure. Can I get my uh? Can I get my uh? My honorable mention in here.
2: Let's you know what. Let's let let's hear from the fans real quick, and then and then sure. um and then get to our mentions. We definitely want to hear from the people. They hit that thumbs up button for you boys for a reason. Uh, hit so that thumbs up button. Let's get to it. Daquan from Brooklyn up first. Daquan, how you feeling, bro? Daquan going once. I don't know. I don't think Daquan was ready. He wasn't ready for that no-look pass, Al. Come on, man. (laughs) We'll we'll get back to Daquan. Let's go to Harlem World. Baron, what's going on, bro? Yo,
5: what's going on? Yo, get get the thumbs-up button for your boy! Yo, listen, all I know is this. (laughs) All I know is this. We could go get... He could go get all of those guards y'all talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take mm-hmm. away from one major thing. Mm-hmm. And the one major thing is this. We're not going to get an opportunity to see what grown kids look like. Mm. Talking about Nelakina, talking about Smith. Listen, you're going to go get garbage, freshman sleeve. they nice. they nice and all of that. But they're bargain pickups. They're not going to move the needle, they're not going to get us to 30. 30 to 35 wins? Come on, that that does nothing for the team. We need to build that foundation. We got the hard to listen, watch out for Jared Harper. All these guys they're talking about. Look at Jared Harper. he he got the stroke. All he gotta do is get in Tibbs system. Once, once we see these kids in a system, then we'll we can decide on who we want to spend money on. Not spending no draft pick, no capital, no cash. On nothing. We got three draft picks this year. Mm. After next year, we'll, then we can see. Let, let this but,
2: young group get 30 wins. Uh, Baron, hold on, bro. Well, hold, hold on, Baron. Hold There's on. Let, of let of me people. stop you. Let me stop you right there, Barron though. But who's the core of this team? Who is the core of this team? The two players that is the core of this team is who? Mitchell
5: Robinson and Barr.
2: And that's all, that's all that matters right now, bro. That's all that matters right now. I understand, yes, you got to see what happens with Frank. You got to see what happens with DHA. I understand that. But from a Knicks standpoint, these are the two guys whose development you want to be invested in for the future. And that's why I think it's imperative that they bring somebody in that can help these guys elevate their game. Yeah, you could bring Frank off the bench. You can bring DSA off the bench. Let them earn it. But for the betterment of the team, I would consider some of these guys on the list. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Go ahead. All
5: right. For the betterment of the team, if you started building around R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson, you need somebody that's going to take a back seat, that's going to sit back and say, these are the kids running the team. There's nobody getting paid millions. That's going to sit back and say, oh, let me let me drop this ball down here to Mr. Roberts. That's not going to happen. So why bring somebody in now? We're paying millions already. Well, we already got the cash. We're sitting pretty with the cash already. So we're sitting pretty with the cash. Let's go through this year, take our lumps. It's going to be the same lump. If you we'll get any point guard, does that put us in a playoff?
2: No. If it doesn't. Damn, we're doing no, the same thing. No, no, we? we're not doing the same thing. No, we're not. We're not doing the same thing, Baron. I appreciate the call, man. I'm appreciate the endorsement too. He he came in prop with the proper etiquette. Val, well, he said, hit that thumbs up for the three <laughs> boys first. I like that. I like that. He can call anytime. I like Baron. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, he feels like anybody that comes in is just gonna take the ball away from him. These guys that we listed, these are selfless players even Peyton to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but these other guys are going to bring another dimension to the game including scoring which which is major man when you don't know what RJ's projections are going to be from a shooting standpoint and you have Mitch who's more of a a rim running you know finisher you need some punch some scoring punch in there as well I think that's what these guys can help bring along with running your offense and, and making your younger guys better
3: for sure, 100%. These guys are going to come in here, elevate the play of these other guys, of our young core, right? And if we're looking at R.J. Barrett, if we're looking at Mitchell Robinson as the core, right, and we need a point guard, look, we're going to have to pay somebody to come in here and do something, okay? If we're talking about Fred VanVleet, Bleet, we have to give a lot of money, the thing is that we have Mitchell Robinson for a short period of time and R.J. Barrett on very – sustainable deals right now we can pay somebody for you know rj barrett's gonna have three years before he has to get paid if he's that good exactly and if you have to pay fred van vliet for three years and then we have to pay rj we at least we paid van vliet for his prime and then we could re-sign him for maybe a a short-term deal or move on to somebody else you're gonna have to pay somebody who's established to come in here regardless and you know i think this is a new regime i think under thibodeau it's not we're not talking about uh, Steve Mills, Scott, uh, the Scott Perry regime, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, we paid Randall. Randall's going to be the featured guy. I don't think that's what Thibodeau wants. I don't think Thibodeau's going to care how much you're getting paid. If you're not producing, you're not producing. So take a seat. Um, and the, he, he wants to create a system that's going to play. So I don't think the money aspect is, is going to be that big of a deal as it once was. But you're going to need to bring somebody in here to elevate level of play. And we need a point guard. That's what we're trying to say. We need a point guard. So no one's just going to come here if we just don't pay them. You know, I would say DJ Augustine and Pay are the cheaper deals. But you got, you got to pay yeah. somebody.
2: Listen, there's nothing. Uh, again, I'm Frank Hive. I'm a member of the Frank Hive. So to everybody in the Frank Hive, if you're a member of the Frank Hive, leave a hashtag Frank Hive in it. I'm a member of the Frank Hive. But I'm a, I'm a realistic member of the Frank Hive. I feel like his role is off the bench, and I feel like he mm-hmm. can he, he's going to grow into a solid glue guy, probably finish in certain scenarios, especially on a defensive, from a defensive standpoint. Frank's role will be fine. I think, listen, if they, if they want to, you know, go in with SJ, okay, I felt like, you know, I feel like they should probably move on, go in a different direction, get another mm-hmm. spark, but if they feel like they want to continue on his development path, fine, but I wouldn't Leave that as plan A. You know, I would not leave that as plan A. And again, I thought it was telling of the very little that Tibbs said during that mini camp. When he they asked him about, Frank, they asked him about DSJ. He said, yeah, you know, he, he kept the PC in the beginning. You know, good players, talent, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But then he said, team development is going to be critical. That's what he yeah. said. And I took that as him saying... We're not just going to throw all these kids out there because they're kids. Mike not Miller said the same thing last year. Fizz said the same thing last year when they, when they talked about, you know, development, G League, so on and so forth. Um, they talked about team development. You know, what is the proper way for these kids to, to develop? Is it all playing minutes together or is it, you know, observing film, whatever the case may be? I think we have to take that into consideration.
3: For sure. And look, development comes in many shapes and forms, right? It's not for some teams, you know, look, Brandon Ingram, when he was out on the Lakers, when they had D'Lo and everybody, they were playing them 30 minutes, trying to get them as much exposure as they can trying to get them up to speed. That's one way to do it. Is it successful? Not for everybody. For our team. It's what take a seat on the bench. Watch how guys play. We're going to insert you. We need good valuable minutes out of you guys in order for you to earn more minutes. We're not just going to let you go out there and, you know, fail and then try to learn that way it's it's good there's there's going to be a rope with Thibodeau on how much these guys can play and like you I'm part of the Frank hive too like I want to see Frank succeed I think he's more of a bench player as you're saying I don't see him as that starting guard he would have to really be shooting lights out and do a lot of other things that we're not seeing right now for him to even be a starting point guard on this team and with DSJ I also want to see DSJ too you know uh I want to see him succeed I think, I think he might like need to, to see change DSA the scenery and
2: Frank off the bench.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> the bench. that'd be yeah. I mean, look, you know, we gave that. Well, I think they were trying to connect uh, Thibodeau to DSJ when uh, DSJ was coming in mm-hmm. uh, through the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can, I can, I can see it. You know, he had D Rose, athletic guy, loves who t- loves to dunk, loves to drive. DSJ loves to do the same thing. Totally get that. But these guys, are just gonna they need to learn. You can't just throw these guys out there. He's DSJ has so much more. He has so much to learn, man. Passing, us. just making reads and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much more for him. And he has to work on that jump shot. Both of these guys got to work on their shot. And for DSJ, he's got to work on his passing.
2: Point blank. And decision making. And decision making. Yeah. You know, point yep. blank. Point blank. That's all we're saying. Let's go down to um, ATL. Sam is with us. Sam, what's going on, man?
5: Hey, what's going on, CP? What's going on, Alex? Y'all hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Hit that
2: thumbs hit up that button thumbs for up your thumb- boys. Hit yes, sir. Up. How you feeling, bro? What's your All points tonight?
5: Say here is, let let let's let's uh be real here, okay? With the uh with the Augustine and the Conley, I think those are the two most likely deals that's gonna yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, CP, I don't see OKC giving us CP three for nothing. Bag of chips. I don't see it happening. I don't see uh, Fred Bleet leaving Toronto. Don't see it happening. Now, what I would like to ask you about is though I know the Knicks said that they're willing on taking undesirable contracts. How do you feel about us looking into uh, San Antonio and possibly taking Aldridge off? Spurs, they don't. They know they're not making the playoffs. How do you feel about us taking Aldridge and maybe their eleventh pick in a trade scenario? Uh
2: I mean, fit wise, wouldn't love it. You know what I mean. Fit wise, wouldn't love it. Lamarcus Aldridge did his day. He should have been a Nick. <laughs> you know what I mean. And many moons ago, should have been a Nick as a rookie. Um, doesn't space it as much as you would like him to. How much? How much years does he have left on his deal? I got to take a look at his contract. Does anybody know what um, Lamarcus Aldridge's contract looks like? I,
5: I, think, I think at most two, but I think this is his last year. I think I want to say this
2: is his last year on the deal. Interesting. I mean, See, listen. If you're talking the 10th pick and last year on his deal, um, if you got to wedge him in and, and still try to trade Randall, of course. But you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be ideal from a to, you know from a team standpoint. I, I don't. I wouldn't take him on. He's still skills. He still he still can ball out. But um, you know, cer- certainly on the downside. What do you think, Al?
3: For sure. So he's got one more year left on this. Is his last year. Then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. He's making 24, 25 million this year. I, I he doesn't really space the floor. You, you, you said it. I mean, he's up there. He's thirty five in age. I, what much can we get out of him? I think if we're trading back now to get LA for one year, no, that, I, th- I
2: think he was saying um, as a salary dump. You know, if they threw in the number ten pick, but again, okay. I don't know what San Antonio's motivation is for this free agent market. You know what I mean? I'd,
3: yeah, and I think if they're trying to, I think if they're trying to move players, they're trying to get assets too right if they're trying to uh, to build they're not just trying to like dump and do nothing right so i i would be a little hesitant in trying to take on la i don't necessarily think that's a bad contract since he's one year left for 24 25 mil you could just you're you're done with him after this season it's not like he has another season he's making maybe 30 or or more Mm -hmm. um I, i would be a little hesitant to try to take L.A. on this team just because he's a mid-range game.
2: I I agree. I think when you look at salary dumps, you're looking at primarily contenders, teams turning the corner that's trying to free up cap for the immediate future to try to bring somebody else in to better their team. You know, so San Antonio, I've seen people talking about, you know, Blake Griffin from Detroit. I just don't see teams like that giving you draft picks when they need those same draft picks to build their team back up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For uh, sure. Yeah. I- Interested nonetheless. I think, Pete, there's some chatter in the chat. People saying that they've just approved the December 22nd start. So here we go. All right. Hey, things here are about it to is. kick off. Uh, here is Woj. NBA PA player rep vote has complete has completed. Approving a December 22nd start. 72 game regular season. Um, Financial terms coming up. Expect the trade moratorium to be lifted prior to the draft. Ooh. Ooh, so we could be having some breaking news right now, Al, as we as we talk about finessing some trades. So there it is. The league is getting underway. The Knicks are back.
3: Basketball's back, man. We got the orange back. and blue back.
2: <laughs> let's go. Let, let's go. man. Like I said, I, I have no idea how we made it this far, but we made it. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys for surviving. December twenty second, <laughs> baby. Let's go, let's go. Putting
3: out, putting out content with no basketball. I'm hype. amazing.
2: I'm hype. The DJ Augustine led Knicks <laughs> in the battle of the boroughs against Kyrie, Katie, Bradley Beal. Oh Steve man, everything they got going on, man. It's gonna be crazy.
3: It's gonna be. Crazy. It's gonna be a wild. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a wild season, yes, and sir. we're gonna probably have to play uh, our division a heavy, lot, right? Heavy, heavy it... games, man. It's gonna be. Rough. Oh man, we're gonna get a beating. Yeah.
2: Definitely, man. All right, back to the phones, man. Let's get to as many as we can before we wrap up. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Salute to everybody in Team Hashtag New. Uh, let me salute some of the Super Chat before we go to the phones, actually. Let me um, salute some of our uh, supporters who support us. Uh, Louie B. Salute to Louis B. He says, hope the league puts our Knicks back on Christmas Day. That noon slot is a family tradition for my brothers and I. Everyone smash that thumbs up button for your boys. Big Lou from Staten. I think Westchester Knicks have a better chance of being on Christmas Day, Al. Um, (laughs) At noon. (laughs) Watch Iggy. (laughs) Oh, man. Iggy and the boys. Kenny and the boys. Jared Harper taking on Sioux City. Um, Oh, my God. Chico Fernandez says, CP Alex, great work. Hayes is still my number one guy in terms of killing Hayes. If not, (laughs) then a 3 and D wing and Ty Terry at 27 later on. I can't take this anymore. 11/18 get here already. So Chico Fernandez, he's he's beasting right now. I'm with him. Yeah. Uh next week we'll, we'll do our mock draft next week. And um the draft show lineup November 18th is looking beastly as well. So uh we we got some fire content coming. Payback Carter, my guy Payback Carter, he broke the news said uh the league will start on the December 22nd confirmed. Salute to Vlad, twenty five dollars super chat. Salute family. Vlad, definitely appreciate you. AKA Blade Penderhughes. and Louis B mentions it again. Uh NBA back, December twenty second. Nick's better be a Christmas Day lineup. Louis B's all over, man. He he wants to be at MSG uh, uh Christmas Day. Doesn't seem like um any fans will be allowed in the beginning, but I did read somewhere that they they in some arenas maybe twenty five to fifty percent capacity. So we'll see. Mm-hmm we'll see. Yeah, here. that'll be interesting. Yeah. See, seems like they're trying to get the fans in there and and uh I'm I'm sure they'll they'll take that ticket revenue. All right, let's let's get back to the phones. HB Mac. Let's go BX. What's going on, bro?
1: Yo, what's going on? First and
2: foremost, hit that thumbs up for your boys. Hit that thumbs up button for um, your boys.
1: What's going bro- on, bro? What's going on, man? I had a, a, a idea, a idea, realistic trade proposal. Um, now that the NBA is back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody want Carol Lewis Jr. at eight if he's there, if he's available. Mm-hmm. And I figured why not try to call Sacker? See if we can get Darren Fox, you might have to take on a bad contract like um like a Harrison Barnes or whatnot. We take that on and say we trade Julius Randolph. Um, either DSJ or Frank Ntilikina, along with the eighth pick, but for De'Aaron Fox, who's 22, who's a rising star, I think he would thrive with Tibbs, and I think it's realistic because of their salary cap situation that um, they might be willing to part ways. Because De'Aaron Fox, there's always rumors about him not possibly resigning. He's not happy there, so I figured, why not? Why not try to come to New York get a legit yeah. point guard who's ready and we can thrive
2: through a system? Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to make a call for Swiper the fox if he's available. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer. Al. You got to be all over it. I'm on, yeah, I've been sure. hearing that a lot lately. You know, De'Aaron Fox coming up in trade rumors, man. I, I think that would be um, very interesting if Sacramento got got rid of him. What, what do you think about that, Al? He he was on on your list when, when we were planning the list. But what, what do you think about um, on swipe and What's going on in Sacramento? I, I can't believe that.
3: Yeah, I would love to get De'Aaron Fox, even though he flamed the Knicks in a tweet recently. Yeah, um,
2: he did. He did. But L- lottery and, night, he wasn't too kind to us. Yeah, night,
3: yeah. But uh, he did sell his house um, two months ago. So, oh, come that, on,
2: man. I can't. I can't buy those, man. This is the NBA, man. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> this guy's got cribs <laughs> everywhere. Come on, oh man, that's I not selling me, Al. You're not selling me on 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 any uh, dissension here.
3: I just I just had to throw that in there because I thought it was funny. Um, but I would love to get Darren Fox in here. I think if the, if he is if he's not happy in in uh, Sacramento, hmm. uh, we gotta pick up the phone. We gotta try and make some moves. That's where your that's what you save all these assets for, right? You use the Dallas pick. You use even our pick. Yeah. Maybe it does It can't. Maybe it's not top. Uh, pro- maybe it's not pick protection to try to go get him. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of player you got to make a move for. I think they're trying to keep him, though. I think they, you know, they just signed Buddy Hill. They're trying to figure out what they got to do with Bogdan. Yeah. Um. I think they're trying to keep that nucleus. Uh, you got Bagley too, who you're trying to keep as well. I think they got something going on. They got new management. I'm not sure the management There's would just no be. There's not just not the first year, at least you'd have to get uh, there. He'd have to, you know, really demand a trade and get out of there to get out of there. Or after one season under new management, they'd have to see this ain't working. We got to go in a different direction.
2: The the, the new Kings GM is is not starting his first year off by trading his best player. You know, he'd be out of a job quickly. So I don't I don't see that happening at all. But, uh, hey, I always pick up the phone all right, um, let's go to um doc from Brooklyn. doc, how you feeling, bro? yo, what's going on fellas
1: uh, how you feeling, man?
3: What's going
1: on? Uh, two things uh, the Chris Paul thing, mm-hmm. I don't understand why chris Paul would want want to come here because he's at the tailor in his career, and he should be trying to get a chip, mm-hmm. You know, and plus his contract—the next few years of his contract—he's getting like forty million, then to fifty million, on his last year of contract.
5: I don't think we could afford to to take on that contract.
2: Well, we could definitely afford it. We could afford anything right now. We're not really mm-hmm. spending too much money, bro. But um, I question that as well. I think you know the rumors have been flying around like crazy with Chris Paul, but we don't know his motivation. You know we don't we don't know the motivation for CP three. If I were him, Al, I'd be looking for a chip. So I don't, I don't know, but we'll see. You know, again, what what is his motivation? Is it family? Is he going to press for something for LA? Does he like OKC? Will he want to stay there? I have no idea. We we got to see um, how that shapes up.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think for him, he's in a different situation than Drajic and Fred VanVleet. Right, he's not a free agent, so. There, to some extent, he doesn't have that much. He'll have a lot of he'll have say in where he wants to go, but he won't have that much say. If the Knicks throw an offer that Pressey can't refuse, he will have to go to New York, um, yeah. even if he wants to go to LA. So that's the that's the that's the kicker with CP3. He is under contract.
2: Yeah, that that's a fact. Um, so again, we'll see how things play out. All right, let's get back to the phone. Brooklyn is in here heavy, man. If anybody's from Brooklyn, uh, shout out. Brooklyn, throw your cities in the chat, man. Let's see where everybody's checking in from. So to everybody in the chat once again, uh, let's see if Daquan was back. He, he was getting some ice cream earlier, uh, <laughs> left us hanging, left us on hold. <laughs> Daquan, what's going on, bro?
1: What's going
2: on, guys? How, how you on? feeling, man? Good to, good to have you back. What, what's your points? I'm good.
1: I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Good to be, good to be here. Um, first and foremost, shout out to, shout out to CP. Shout out to Alex. Thumbs up for your boys. Thumbs up for your boys. Uh, I wanted to talk about the CP thing because I feel like the path for CP ain't really as clouded as you guys think. Uh, Just off the strength that the teams that could need him, if you add him to your team, it takes away the potential of getting Giannis. Like Miami, they want Giannis, so why would they get Chris Paul? Lakers, they want Giannis, so they won't go Chris Paul. And Milwaukee, They don't want to go Chris Paul because if they go Chris Paul with Giannis and they don't win and Giannis leaves, then they stuck with Chris Paul with no ring. So I think the Knicks are the best suitor for him um, and the team with the, you know, the best ability to get him. And I think he wants to come there because he doesn't need a ring to validate his career, you know, bringing the Knicks to the playoffs would be mm. just as big for his career as his, honestly winning the tip somewhere else as the, the third string or the second string if uh, he brings this team back to level uh, you know yeah to a relevant respectable level i think that's uh, a great thing for his i career. don't know
2: man i don't know if, if cp3's resume be like damn i didn't win the ring but i helped the knicks get that ac man <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know the guy's motivation, DaQuan, but I think he's gonna set his oh, goals a little bit higher. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. They don't make him like they used to. Al, I don't, I don't think that that's, uh, you know, what he wants to throw in, on his, uh, on his dresser.
3: Yeah, I don't. I think we'll raise the banner for that though. On MSG, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, sure. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think CP3 would care if he was the third banana on a team and won a chip. Yeah. I, he would definitely, I, the ring is more important than bringing the Knicks back to, you know, relevancy. So. For sure. sure.
2: Um, listen, yeah, the deal is complicated. Um, I don't think Miami's not in it for him. Milwaukee needs him. I think they need him. And even if, you know, he's still, he only has two years left on his deal. So I don't think the freak, the timing of the freaks contract and him being there would, you know, leave the Milwaukee bucks stuck. I think they need him. I think they Mm -hmm. need him in the worst way. Uh, Again, I think Philly will be in play. I think the Lakers will be in play. To a lesser extent, Phoenix, I think, will be in play. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think the contract, I I think this is a a mid-season deal that's going to go down based on the timing of everything.
3: Yeah, I I could see that. Mm -hmm. Mid-season deal. Try to get, you know, you're looking for that last piece. Someone that can come in there and then take your team over to the top. Mm -hmm. And then you can just say, because for a team like the bucks right you would want to evaluate if you actually really need him before you start taking on that contract before uh the Max. season like gets underway same thing with prior for the 76ers right you want to see can simmons actually shoot and do other things before bringing on cp3 for no reason so i i agree with you i think we're going to see if he gets traded it's going to be a mid-season uh scenario
2: yeah i, I that's just my hunch for right now. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 772 Going Strong on YouTube. Salute to everybody checking in on Facebook. This is Knicks Offseason Central. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My guy Alex Rotaros, the Trattercaster, on the guest spot. We in here heavy. Ari's in the chat. Ari sounding off in the chat. He's going at people. <laughs> He's going in on people. He's, he still wants that uh, Battle of the Fans smoke. We're going to set that up. Ari and Josh on a collision course. We're definitely going to set that up on pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> salute my, salute, Maurice White. He said he's checking in from North Dakota. Okay. Will from oh. LI checking in always. Um, Jamon Pascal checking in from Indianapolis. We got Jay checking in. bed do or die. There we go. Dead to Hype. Brooklyn on the check-in. bed do or die as well. So we got Jay dead to Hype in here. Let's get it. Shan from BK checking in. Brooklyn's always in there heavy. We got um a foyer azuwa checking in from ATL. Okay. Shout out Chill Smith. White Plains nine one four. Shout out Chill Smith. Nine one four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, No doubt. No doubt, man. Salute to everybody, bro. Um, real quick, we we got two more calls before we close out. But um the city jerseys, Al. Mm. I don't I don't think I got mm-hmm. your reaction to this. And um, I did post this in the community section of the channel, and, and the people were sounding off like crazy. Uh, did you get a chance to see him? What was your initial reaction? And what's your reaction now that things have kind of settled in?
3: Initially, when I saw them, I was not pleased with it at all. Mm-hmm. The whole tie-dye feel of it with the circle around the number, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, but now it's slowly started to grow on me, especially with all these different like alterations uh, with the sleeve. I think you posted it with uh, the multicolored sleeve that they got, mm-hmm. tie dye sleeve, and I saw one with uh, the black shorts with the New York, the old New York uh, logo on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, that was also multicolored as well. So that was the shorts is what made it fire. I was like, okay, if this, if this is the if this is the getup that we're getting, uh, I'll totally I'll totally work with that. Yeah. But the jersey itself. Wasn't really feeling it, but seeing it on RJ after after the crop and everything, I, I could can, I can feel it.
2: Yeah, it was a little, you know what it is with us? We're, we're so used to the classics, man. We're so used mm-hmm. to the classics that uh, it's hard to see anything else. You know what I mean? As, as the Knicks jersey. But I think first we got to understand is that, you know, the city jerseys for all these teams is it, it has a certain aesthetic to it. It has a certain mm-hmm. theme to it. It's kind of um, unorthodox, and unorthodox look to your standard jersey. So I think we got to put that into context. Um, it looks like they went with a playground basketball look. Number one, the NYC um, Nike logo. First of all, that's one of my favorites. They used to, They used to put those on a lot of the Air Force Ones back in the day. And I have a pair of orange and blue Air Force Ones with that mm. NYC uh, Nike logo on it. So I, I love that look. Love that look. Um, the number nine with the with the medallion, it looks like a Subway token. The Knicks always love that Subway token look. I think that's what they went with it. City never sleeps on one side. New York Knicks and, and kind of that gradient kind of mm. color scheme going on. I don't know. I think City never sleeps is kind of, you know, I don't know. It could have been better. It could have been a little bit better. You know what I mean? Could've yeah.
3: Been. I mean, I, like you could have thrown the Mecca in there. Yeah. And I think that would have been. Hit that uh, thumbs
2: up button for you, boys. Something a little bit more catchy. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah man. For sure. Yeah, um, go, go sure. ahead. I'm,
2: I'm going to put the camera on you while I um, get these kicks to, sh- to show to people. Go ahead, bro.
3: Yeah. No, I think I think with the City of and I thought you were actually going to say that most of them aren't that great, which I see. Like, some of them are just not that, like, appealing from what I saw. I think even, I think the best one I saw right now was the Spurs. Uh, there's is pre- there's is pretty classic which I like I like that classic look, you know they do like the medallion I mean, rocking the old uh, yeah there it is <laughs> the, the 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 old uh, 2012 2013 uh, warm up you know Nicks tape so the medallion is something like I'm I'm with the medallion I just it's the city that never sleeps it's the tie dye you know we wanted the black jersey yeah. I was expecting more. And we're the like we're the city of fashion, man. We're the city of fashion. So I thought like, it could have
2: been a little better.
3: I, I was like, you know, something We we gotta set the game up, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yes. I, I, I like the I like the fire one, the fire, the firefighter ones that they had. And even like last yeah, was, year's was pretty, was right. pretty solid. Was all
2: right. Last year's was was pretty um straightforward. Um these are the joints I got. I got. I got these, these are um Ooh. Some uptowns, we would call them, but these are really some mid-top Air Force Ones, all blue. The Nike jewel check. You don't see a lot of the Air Force Ones mm. with the jewel check anymore. And uh, the NYC uh, uh, blacktop, NYC logo, Nike logos my favorite joint that they put on the Air Force Ones. I wear these to a lot of Nick games. It doesn't bring us any luck. We catch several L's in them, but I'm in there looking clean, as always, always decked out. You know what I'm saying? Gotta be fresh, man. These These are my favorite pair. Of uh of Nick's kicks, you know those
3: are fresh, man. I love them. Yeah,
2: appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. All right, a couple more calls, and and then let's let's wrap up. Good show, though, man. Good good show. Al, let us know what you guys thought about our point guard list too, man. All right, let's see who we got. We got um Joe from Yonkers my guy Joe. Last call, the closer, Joe. How you What's feeling, happened? man? Cheers. What's
5: happening, CP? How you doing? Good, man. Good, 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 man. How's that? I just want to to, talk about uh, Lamello Ball, um, about the way he's slipping. Um, I was thinking of possibility of us going up and trading for Lamello Ball and bringing in CP3. I think CP3 playing with Lamello will bring out all his potential and kind of do the same thing what he's done with uh, Sheikha and Alexander. So I think that would be just absolutely good for him, good for RJ. Having Lamelo and CP playing together,
2: yeah, I I, I oh. think that would be ideal, man. And, and appreciate the call. There is talk now that that Lamelo could be dropping. I don't know what mm-hmm. how you know what you can glean off of that that type of you know draft rumor, but it's it's still it, he's still an intriguing prospect, an enigma, if you will, because it doesn't seem like Golden State or Minnesota want to keep that pick, so clearly. There's some question marks on the prospect of LaMelo Ball. I'm with Joe. I think he could certainly use some seasoning at the next level. The tutelage of CP3, I would, I think, would be fantastic rather than just giving him the keys somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, playing under a, a, a mentor uh, like a CP3 would would be excellent for LaMelo, Man, gonna be very interesting this draft and seeing where all these guys, you know, fit.
3: For sure, I think that that'd be perfect. That'd be mm-hmm. ideal, right? You're well, there's no one better to learn from than CP3. Yeah, um, And he, he said it right, he, Joe said it, like Shea Gildress Alexander. You can even throw Dennis Schroeder in there. Dennis Schroeder was a uh, contender for a six man of the year. So that was all due to, or most of it was, some of it, I won't say all, or some of it was due to, C, to CP3. But that would be quite the tandem to have in New York. My question is, how much in assets are we moving to get, you know, if Lomel is dropping and we got to move up, Mm-hmm. That means we got to give up something to go get them. And then mm-hmm. we also got to trade people or and trade assets to go get CP3. So how much that my question would be, how much would all that cost? And are we saying that you're, you're, you're essentially saying that Lamello is going to be the point guard of the future for a very long time.
2: For sure. I, I think um, I did say during the night of the lottery, I thought that just looking at who the, the draft order I think, and I still think it's going to go this way. I think Minnesota goes um, with Edwards. I think mm-hmm. the, the, the and, and we'll get to the mock draft next week. I, I think Golden State will go with Wiseman. I think it's very possible that Charlie goes Congo, which could leave LaMelo to the Bulls at four. And then I think the price comes down a bit. Again, how aggressive mm-hmm. will the Knicks be if they really like him that much? I don't know. Time will tell. But I think that's a very realistic possibility. Uh, I don't know about you
3: no i think that's a totally realistic uh scenario look we there was talks that the knicks were ready to move move assets to trade up to get Lamelo. right mm-hmm. so if he's going to slip that comes back in play so i would not be surprised if they did it you know he is a very intriguing prospect his playmaking alone is just otherworldly so i would love to take a chance on lamella ball if he's there um question is will he be there and is is he actually going to drop that far where we can make a move?
2: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, real quick before we wrap, your honorable mention on the point guard list was Schroeder, though, right?
3: It was Schroeder. Yeah, um, I like Schroeder. I think he he really stepped up his game this season, especially offensively. He was pretty sure he was over like the um, he was over the 50th percentile for most of the shooting numbers that you were seeing, and he was like I said, six man contention for this year really started to open the open the floor for a lot of players can shoot i like him I, I i think he would be you know this is last year of the contract i don't think he'd be that expensive to move pieces to go get mm-hmm. especially if you want an established point guard and you know if we're talking about speed if you like cairo lewis like i do uh thank you jay ellis for putting me on that band on that bandwagon um yeah, I, I would I would be fine bringing in Schroeder, and yeah, I think he, he he'll break down he'll break down defense with his speed. So, yeah,
2: yeah, I like Schroeder. Um, I like it him more of a score first guard, but listen, th- this mm-hmm. year it was excellent. Um, could have won the Sixth Man of the Year award very easily. I think they gave it to Montrez who can't really argue that one either. But listen, Schroeder is excellent. Um, hard to really gauge how much of it was was that CP three mm-hmm. effect. So. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but you know, scrappy defender, um, nice score, you know, that, that three headed monster that, that OKC had, man was, uh, probably the top three man lineup in the league or top five easily top five in the clutch as well. And Schroeder had, had a lot to do with that. So, um, again, not sure what he would command in the trade or if OKC views him as, as a future piece as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. My, um, Honorable mention was um, an old friend. An old friend in Langston Galloway, bro. Ooh, Langston Galloway, I think, uh, would be a nice fit for this team. I think it'd be a good piece. Here's this with Langston Galloway. 38% of his three-point shots were from the corner. That was an area that Tibbs is prioritizing. And he shot 54% from the corner, bro. 54% 54% from the corner three, 40% overall from three. I think Langston has been battle tested. I think he brings a leadership quality to the locker room. He's a good kid. Um, great in the community, would fit right alongside RJ, whether it's off the bench or whatever they want to do with him. You know, a nice little off the bench piece, but provides that that scoring efficiency and a guy that he knows what it takes. He's He's been under the bright lights of MSG before, and I think he would be a cheap option if Detroit doesn't uh, doesn't feel like bringing them back. So I, I think Langston Galloway would certainly fit here for, for, for sure.
3: For sure. For sure. I like yeah. Langston Galloway. And yeah. he came up through our Westchester system too, came right? Came up
2: through the system. More of a tweeter, more of a, more, more of a two guard. You know, not really a point guard per se, but um, at six foot one, you know, I kind of do him in that point guard selection as, as my honorable mention. So we'll see, man. But next week, let's do the shooting guards next week. Uh, and, and as we continue go through the positions We're definitely going to do the uh, mock draft next week uh, I spoke to Ian Begley today Ian Begley, we're working on potentially the day after the draft Because things are going to roll quickly So I think Begley's coming through day after the draft Stay tuned for that So we're rolling out, we're we rolling man We're getting into it December 22nd, Knicks are back Put some respect on their name throw the camera on you man great show man let's sign out
3: cp thank you as always for having me on i love coming on the show Uh, i appreciate the work that you do knicks fan tv really bringing knicks nation together love everything about this channel make sure everyone please make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys and subscribe to this channel but you can find me you can find my stuff at hoops habit i'll be covering the knicks over there And you can check out my podcast, Knicks, Jets, etc. If you're a Jets fan and you are still even intrigued in this and 8 season, come listen out to our episodes. But yeah, CP, thank you again.
2: Yes, sir. Double dose of therapy when you're talking Knicks. And he's talking Jets, man. Double the paint. Uh,
3: for sure. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> but salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You know what time it is. Great show, CP. Alex, we gave you guys our top five point guard targets for the off season. What did you guys think? My list was um, CP3, Dragic, Fred Van Vliet, Michael Conley, DJ Augustine, with Langston Galloway as the honorable mention. Alex's list. Fred Van Fleet, CP3, Conley, DJ Augustine, Lonzo Ball as, uh, no, Lonzo Ball, and uh, Dennis Schroeder as the honorable mention, so let us know what you guys think, salute to the mods once again, Dave TM, Above the Rim, Keith Sinclair, uh, anybody who I forgot, always appreciate you guys helping out on the show, Uh, salute to Vampiro, checking in from Las Vegas, Salute so to everybody out in the West Coast. Salute so to uh, Jason, Evan, Dean stag Salute so to Evan, Ernesto, Anthony Parasol, Mingo, appreciate it. Uh, Apple Fanboy, appreciate it. Pranav, always appreciate it. Uh, Alex, who you want to shout out, man? Who you want to shout out in the chat, bro?
3: Shout out to all the mods. You know, mod fam right there. Apple Fanboy, above the rim. Uh, Ismail, Evan, uh, Dean uh, Rome to take over. Yes, got to sure. shout my boy out. Keith Sanclair, shout out to you as well. Ari Michael, got to give my boy Ari a shout yep. out.
2: Shout out Ari for sure, for sure. And yeah,
3: Evan, Evan Destegg, shout yep. out to you as well.
2: Absolutely. Stay tuned once again. Next week, we're going to do shooting guards. Leave a comment in the chat. Hit that thumbs up on free boys. Subscribe to the channel. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. CP, Knicks Fan TV, Alex Trataros. We out of